it's beautiful when we do hear these stories of people you can see how god speaks individually personally to people and opens up hearts and each one has their own their own path so father marching can see his life from the view of that piano but that piano that came to me <laughs> is like was garbage in, no way uh, it got you in the end father <laughs> look at it here years later look at it come back not the piano not the piano <laughs> Welcome everybody back to Valdoco Sleesian Family Podcast. Oh yeah, you're supposed to introduce. <laughs> Go for it. This is a Father Steve takeover. <laughs> so once again, it's all about me. Thank you very much. Go What's ahead, your Vicky. name? What's Go your ahead, name? Vicky. Vicky. My no, name please. is Father Steve DeMeo. I'm Vicky Weekly. I'm Amy. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> to Valdoco. Sorry. sorry. I got too excited. We got a lot going on here. We got summer camp here in New Rochelle. We have all our summer camps have started around the province. We are busy, even in the office, but we're happy to be here. Mm -hmm. And fortunately or unfortunately, depending how you look at it, this will be our last season, our last episode oh for God. this season. Forever. Do coffee? Forever. I do actually need some coffee. It's but uh, we're taking a summer break. So we'll have this little wrap up episode and then mm -hmm. we're going to take uh, the month of July, maybe a little bit of August off. And then we'll be back in uh, end of August, early September. But uh, it's been a great... This has been a great season, Super. I think, listening mm -hmm. to the different people who have come on the, on the show, on the episodes, and uh, learning from them and learning from their stories. So today we'll talk about a little bit of that mm -hmm. and, uh, and see where it goes. But yeah. first, I have a question. Okay. Surprise question. <laughs> Easy question. As we're preparing, enjoying our summer, what is your favorite summer activity? What speaks summer to you? Go. Okay, Father Steve, kick us off. Oh, hey. <laughs> high five. Summer activities. It's got to be barbecue. Give me a lake or a pool with a barbecue and some yard games. It's <laughs> cornhole, all those games. Okay, mine is playing cards, like nighttime playing cards, and then beach, going to the beach. All day, you pack all the meals you need, all the water you need. Just go to the beach. I like beach yoga that mm. kicks off in the summer. And then I like my family goes to Cape Cod every year. Nice. Beautiful. See, that wasn't so summer. hard. No, it wasn't. We love Only slight panic. <laughs> <laughs> what is summer? <laughs> summer. So, yes. <laughs> Days so, are getting shorter. Shorter, shorter. I was going to make a joke about that, but then realize it. inside make joke. A joke. Make a joke and then yeah. explain it. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> I think you should keep it in. No, I'm not. Hello, everyone. It's 7.57 a.m. Can you tell? I only had one cup of coffee. Need another one? I usually have I two. will make it for you no, right okay. now. We gotta move. Last time you said you were gonna cut something out, you forgot to, so hope I think you should leave it in. No. Just leave it. Now it's too long. I, Amy and I vote to leave it in, and that's two to one. <laughs> so, this is sting. Anyways, let's talk about people. Yeah, let's talk about people. Okay, so who are we going to talk about first? Amy, you want to start us off? No, Amy doesn't. Amy doesn't. Father Steve does. All right. I will guiding start theme. us off. For me, the guiding theme mm -hmm. of these past, to think about uh, everybody's story. And for me, it actually came this morning as I was praying, because in the gospel, we are recording this on a Tuesday <laughs> last week, so you know. And the gospel for today's reading was, was Jesus in the boat with the disciples mm. in the storm, wow. and he calms the storm beautiful nice. i love it i love that that story uh very short but very powerful and i was thinking 
like the peace that comes with recognizing that you're in the boat with Jesus, recognizing his power, recognizing what he's able to do, and then hearing all these stories of the people's people's lives, I think most of our life is felt like anxiety. We we feel anxiety. We always feel like we're in a storm more or less. Like for most of humanity, life is dangerous, life is not easy, life is uh full of anxiety and fear and there's a lot of stuff going on, especially in our world today. When we look at the young people, people in general, there's a lot of things going on and I think many people could relate with being in a storm. And I think also for each one that we met, whether it've been Father Benny or Father Martin or who else we did Father Dominic, Sister Katie, Kyle, all of them shared some sort of like trauma or some sort of difficulty or some sort of storm, but then they felt they found peace with the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The storm came back but there was always this anchor there was always this foundation of this person of Jesus Christ the faith being able to pray being able to trust that things are going to be okay things are going to get better there is a plan there is a a path there is a way moving forward so even in the midst of the storm if i take a step back and i recognize that i'm in the boat with Jesus and i recognize that he has the power to calm everything um that i can i can rest i can be in awe I can say oh my gosh I can't believe that I'm in this person and he's coming coming the storm but that I can trust him that I can trust that he's going to to get me through this he's going to get me through and lead me to where I'm going to be fully happy where I'm going to find my vocation so I recognize that really in every each one um each one differently some as dramatic as Father Dominic like leaving Vietnam and coming all the way over here or Father Martin with all the refugees from Ukraine and everything um but also you know sister Katie trying to figure out her vocation and pushing that away and being like fearful or anxious or whatever so all of that if you can come to the fact of just resting with the person of Jesus Christ like that that calms the storm um doesn't solve all your problems okay but it does give you that chance to rest and to to continue moving forward with hope and trust and all that stuff so i really appreciated seeing that in in each of the stories and and then reflecting on my own life and how that has helped me too I've had my share of like tragedy or difficult times or fear or whatever and uh always taking a step back and just recognizing that I am in the presence of Jesus and everything is going to be okay. That's what I got. Spread the <laughs> spread, warmth. <laughs> spread the warmth. Yes. I love that idea because when I read the New Testament a couple of years and I was actually focusing on like trying to read it straight through as opposed to a lot of times as catholics at least my personal experience was you read it like piecemeal you hear it at mass you hear different parts but to actually read it straight through so many times it comes up do not be anxious and i don't know if i was just seeing that because in this world like you were saying like there's so many different things that can give you this type of anxiety but i just saw it again and again and again and be joyful rejoice but do not be anxious. And so I think yeah, looking at all these different stories, it shows kind of the scale of what that anxiety can be in the world. You can have terrible situations in your country that you're going through or it can just be the little things of growing pains of trying to go from not having a mentor to finding a mentor. Um completely scalable, but for sure that's something that always has resonated with me when i would see that in the gospel and speaking into the world into the world Amen. i was really listening there <laughs> <laughs> you're right though because i think it, there is this like reason that things are so repetitive right like god knows that we need these 
little lessons over and over and over again in different ways. And I, you know, I have like, I get to write the Sunday post, right? So I get to like read the gospel before I go to mass and like figure out what it means like for me in my Salesian life, like with the Salesian lens that like I'm so thankful for, but also that like this was a real person. These are real things that happened. And so Jesus really was on a boat in a storm with like his friends. Like that was a real thing for us. It becomes an image, an image of what's the storm in our life. Right. Um, and I, and I always love that, the image of a storm in general. I think that's what helped me a lot through the pandemic. Um, like I lived a very different reality than other people, right? Like even Amy and I had very different experiences of what it was like to be home during COVID. Um, and it was that image of, right, that you might be in a hurricane, but somebody else is in like a drizzle or like vice versa. So you don't think life is that hard right now, but somebody else is really going through it. And so I think like how beautiful that not only was that a real historical occurrence, God was, Jesus was one day on a boat with his friends in a real storm, but that it does become this image for us that gets to go through our, our lives. Um, but I think the really beautiful part for me this season was that everything we go through means something, you know, and that can feel, I think, really overwhelming. Like, you know, if you really sit and think with that, that can be like a huge, <laughs> a huge, like either treasure or like burden to have that everything you've done up until this moment has pushed you, placed you, changed you, whatever molded you, like this background understanding of your life, of who you are. And so, yes, first, that could be overwhelming. But then that second, that that's beautiful, like that it all means something in the end. Um, that with time, and I feel like I've said this a million times, but it's something that really like matters to me that I have to remind myself of, I think, too, that time really shows us what was happening when you're able to look back and sometimes you don't need that much. Sometimes you need an entire year, um, or more. Um, but that you might've been living like a beautiful season of your life. You might've been living through real hardship and now you're out of it and you can look back or you can look up and you can go, well, it was really good back then before. And I'm going to, I can get there again, right? Other things happen and I can get there again. Um, so yeah. And then that life is unexpected. Um, that we think we know what we want <laughs> and then like God like shifts us. Like, did I think that I was ever going to do youth ministry full time? Absolutely. I did not. Right. Um, that I was going to live in New York. Like it was never my dream. It was not the dream that I had for myself. Not that person that was like, I'm going to live in New York. Never. I was happy to be in Florida. Right. But here I am and enjoying it. Right. And having new experiences and whatever, stuff like that. So it's good. But that when you look at each of these like individuals that we had this season, that life was so unexpected for them, right? The things that came up, um, the people that they met, like just random things, right? Like Father Dom moved to the United States and interrupted his formation and like, thank God as a priest, but right, there was a moment where he could have decided, I want to live in America and just be like, I want to go about my life and not be a priest anymore. Or like... Kyle, right? Like he had unexpected changes in his life, changed schools, like got into youth ministry. He made a change for himself. Father Benny, like how did he end up in Jerusalem? <laughs> Still a big question mark. But that friendship is beautiful, right? Like what he found there was so good and it fit exactly what his heart was was waiting for and then found friendship. And so we get to meet him too. And then Father Marcin, that like that people are so generous, right? And the crazy, scary, unexpected parts of life that people can be 
more generous. You don't have to ask anybody to give that they're waiting to give, right? Um, you know, and I think it's so easy to be like, people are rude and mean and whatever, not willing to to share, but they are, right? With real crisis and hopefully that they can continue to be and they don't have to be for much longer, but that they're doing it. And then that sister Katie, right? That like, she was like, no. But then understanding <laughs> that like God desires her happiness, right? So then she was able to be like, okay, right? And like recognize the peace she was feeling and stuff like that. So just beautiful. I don't know. Um, I think the last five were so like so complimentary to the first that we had, the first five individuals, um, because I feel like they were really about asking like over and over of like, God, what do you want me to do? You know what, you know? And then these were really living. They were living this, this question. Um, anyways, long, but thank you. <laughs> I love that. And I love your, when you were talking about that first thought of, um, you kind of see after the fact, everything, you know, come together. And I thought of Father Marchin and his toy piano and how that's <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's what he credits for yeah. his vocation and how you wouldn't know that in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then in, in retrospect. So for me, that's kind of like the story that sticks with that theme the most. Yeah. We should get all our little people pianos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, when I was looking over all the different episodes, I was trying to think of a way that I saw the common theme for everything because that's usually how my mind works too is, okay, what's the common trait? But when I was coming to look at all the different episodes, what I realized was that I didn't want to focus so much on that for my own personal um, reflection, but more so just the differences. Um, and not that there isn't overlap, but the different life lessons that I kind of took from different ideas that every person presented and kind of categorize them in a way of reflecting on different areas of life. So um, for like a personal kind of reflection um, and reflecting on your own person, when Father Benny talked about giving up your ego and your pro projects and to just let life lead you, how many times we want to hold on to the way that we think, the way that we do things, the way that we think things should be, um, but just calling into question, sometimes that's not where we're being called by God. And to not let those things be so built up that we're not open to the spirit working in our life and we're not open to other people calling us in different directions when the spirit is reaching out to us through them or through situations. Um, and then with regards to vocation, Father Dom talked about Father Mike Schmidt saying you cannot be in a perpetual state of discernment. And that really hit home for me because I'm the type of person where they say like, if you need a sign, this is it. Well, a sign can hit me in the face. And I'm like, nope, not yet. Not ready. <laughs> Let me wait 10 years. Um, so for me, I thought that that was a beautiful cause for reflection on your own vocation, whatever that may be, little V, big V. Um, but don't constantly be discerning and never willing to make that jump. Um, you know, Sister Katie initially said no, but she was open. Don't be the person who's always saying no and never having that change of heart. Um, with regards to ministry, if you're doing any sort of volunteer work or just your job in general, um, the life lesson that I took from Kyle is that you don't want to do things alone in two cents. You want to reach out for mentors, 
but then also you want to reach out to people who will be doing stuff with you. So, so many times in this culture, you have to be self-taught. You have to be looking stuff up on the internet. You have to be in this hustle culture. You know, it's praiseworthy to be an entrepreneur. Everything is on the singular person. But in Christianity, we're really called that we're not supposed to be doing things in isolation. We should be doing things in community. So are we willing to reach out to other people, to find people to help us, to find people to mentor us? And then Father Martin, just talking about like from a country, from a national level, um, I really felt convicted when he said that there are no refugee camps in Poland. Because is that something that we, you know, if we had a similar crisis, would be able to feel like every single person who comes into our country would find a family to live with? Mm. Like that is incredible. And not all those people are Christians, but they are living out the gospel message. And is that something that we feel like we can do and maybe not always on the most extreme scales, but even just the people in our community who are suffering, how much are we doing for them? And, you know, obviously personal reflection, how much am I doing? Um, and then with regards to Sister Katie, just talking about that social aspect, that community aspect, when she talked about wanting to teach her young people to disagree well. And in this polarizing society where everything is my opinion versus your opinion, and if we don't overlap, we can't talk, we can't have dialogue, how important, again, it is to live in community, to build up community, and how we're being called to do that. And so I know that these are five completely different points, but I just felt like it kind of related to every single different aspect that you can reflect on of your life, you know, as an individual in community with others. Um, I just felt like everybody had something beautiful to share. So I really appreciated that there are similarities. There are similar themes like you guys discuss, and there are differences that make us beautiful as well. And that's the, I think the beautiful part about listening to people's stories, mm -hmm. you know, that we do learn lessons in all different ways. You know, all of us heard the same story. All of us had the same encounter with the person. But each of us came, you know, heard something different or felt strongly about a certain thing over another. And if we get into that habit of, of listening to each other's stories, of speaking to people, how much we learn about our own life and how much wisdom we can maybe share with the other person. But how important it is for us to just yeah, to be open to get into these dialogues, to hear the stories, to meet people, to encounter people. Um, because... You know, not only do we learn something about them, something about us, but we learn something about God. You know, we learn something about this life and how complicated and difficult it can be, but how beautiful and how good God is and how there is grace and how there is redemption and new creation and all of these things we can find in our, in our own stories and in the stories of others. So I think it's, it's good for us to continue as a Salesian family, but just as a world in general. Like if we can get into more of this just meeting people, listening to people, encountering people, how different our lives would be, how different our communities would be. Um, it's, a, it's a goal, something that we need to work on. I think it makes it harder to, <clears throat> like, to shut people down, right? Like, you can't, if you, if you know somebody, I think it's harder to write them off, mm. like, on the first thing you hear them say or the first thing you hear them, see them post. Um, but if you know them, right, you know this, like, intimate story of their life like they've shared something about i don't know a, a piece of who they are right because this is just the surface of each of these people right 
every person we've had on the podcast is it's just a glimpse into like one piece of their heart of their brain of their life of their experience and of how god has worked in their life but when we're open right or we have the opportunity and again like we have a super unique experience to be able to like sit in person and listen to people and like see their face and and talk with them before and after and and all of these things but it makes it a lot harder to just be like oh i don't i'm not going to talk to you anymore um you said this one thing out of the billions of things that you have thought in your lifetime and this is the one that i'm going to shut you down for right like that's not a first like that's not nice right just you know not a, not a not a nice thing but then also like that's not real life right like um but we've gotten used to that kind of idea of of how to interact with people um and people that disagree with us make us better right make us more compassionate and better listeners and right maybe like help us to be more open to the experiences of other people and that's why there's differing opinions um so i just think like it it is it's so good that we get to sit here and and listen um to the stories but then also the stories that like they're telling us why they've made a choice to stay uh with Don Bosco um with the Salesian family and that we all make that choice right and every day some people like more maybe like pronounced than others but that there's a choice happening um with people even through their life experience that they want to be here um is so good like that's so inspiring to me that they're they're here still right like they could have been anywhere else they could choose anybody else um but here's where like their heart sits comfortably um like pursuing something for for the goodness of of everyone else so um a good season yeah. i think and i think that's a powerful challenge that you're talking about actually listening to people so that you don't just write people off one of the things that i love about you is that in your personal life like not for work you love asking people questions vicky and you ask because you want to hear and you want to learn like you've when I ask you why you do it, like you actually tell me that's why. Like you just want to hear people's stories. But for how many people do we not do that for? Even people who are close to us, either even parents or grandparents or close friends, how many times have we asked people like, just tell me your story, mm -hmm. like your life story. We hear bits and pieces of it. It comes up. We've experienced it together. But to actually just give people the space to reflect and then share how they would tell their story of how God worked in their life or how they grew up or whatever it may be. But so many times we wait until, you know, people are 90 and then you're like, oh, what was it like growing up? But we can do that for anyone in our life. Mm -hmm. And then how much easier it would be, like you said, to not write people off for everything that they, like every little thing that they say or do, but how much more understanding we would have just for the people we encounter. Thanks. Great Give her job, a thumbs Vicky. up. Thumbs up, <laughs> but I think that's also because I was. You mentioned something a little bit ago about oh, let's get everybody toy pianos. When we talk about, <laughs> well, but when we listen to people's stories, like we'll recognize how how unique God speaks to each one. Because I did get a toy piano. I remember. Stop. I remember really? getting a. And, but you know what? You're still a priest, so it worked out. Yeah, but, but nothing to do with the piano. Like I, I remember getting a, you know, those toy pianos with the different colors. Like you get that. I must have pounded on it a few times, and then it didn't speak to me. Right? I had nothing to do with it. I didn't. I'm not a musician. I didn't play any 
So uh, it's beautiful how different, it's like the same gift, mm -hmm. that same piano, whatever <laughs> it is, like the same things happen to all of us. Like we get the same toys, a lot of, you know, I don't know. So many of us have the same experiences, mm -hmm. but it speaks different to each one because of your personality, because of the way you're created, because of your environment, whatever. So it's beautiful when we do hear these stories of people. You can see how God speaks individually, personally to people and opens up hearts and each one has their own their own path. So Father Marching can see his life from the view of that piano. But that piano that came to me <laughs> is like was garbage. In, no way. Uh, it got you in the end, Father. <laughs> Look at it here, years later. Not, <laughs> We're gonna come back. Not the piano. Not the piano. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. We'll just name it a toy piano. Yeah, okay. It's the episode name. Episode name, toy yeah. piano. <laughs> each, <laughs> each one has your own toy piano. Uh, but on a different note, and maybe on a more serious note, as you were talking about, like disagreeing with people and listening to stories, like it's obviously we're recording this after the the court decision, the Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Roe v. Wade. And like we had our position as the office, we put something out there. Um, but then immediately we know that we lose, like people stop following the account. No? And it hurts, I think, because we recognize that like it's a Slesian family. Like the people who are on our Instagram account, we really care for. And mm -hmm. many of them have been through our programs. Many of them have been through our schools. And like many, all of them are part of our, our family. And so to see, okay, we, we differ in opinion and, and we understand that. But like we've said over and over again on this on this podcast is that we want a space where we can disagree, mm -hmm. but we don't run away from each other and like we don't turn away from each other, but I can disagree with you. I can disagree with you with a lot of like passion and I can get very upset, but I can still stay in the family. I can still listen to you. I can still recognize you as your, as your person, as you can have your opinion. You're living your life. You're trying to figure out your way. Um, you're trying to understand who God is, who you are, what you're supposed to do in your life. Um, but it does hurt sometimes when... But I guess there is a time where, okay, if it's really hostile and it's really negative for you, okay, maybe you do have to like turn away or take a break or, or get some separation or whatever. But I think for most of us, it's too quick. It's too mm -hmm. quick of a, I disagree with you on this one issue or a couple issues, and then that's it. We can't talk. We can't be friends. Um, and I think I would love to get to a better place of in the Salesian family, in our culture, in our society to, to be able to look at each other face to face, disagree, even passionately, but then yet remain in a position where we can love you, where we can speak, where we can recognize your dignity, all of these things. So, and I have that experience with, with a good friend, my best friend in Virginia. We disagree on so much. Okay. We disagree on almost <laughs> everything, <laughs> but we've gotten to a place now where we can argue, we can yell, but then we can still love each other. We can still, I call him all the time. You know, I, I go visit his family all the time. So it's, it's one of these things where I can disagree, really disagree but then I can still see you as a person. I can still love you as a person and hopefully I can get, I can receive that in, in return. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it does, it's painful to see people turn away, no, but it's, we need to get into that position where we can discuss and we can talk and we can have our opinion and we can fight, but we uh, can still remain family and we can still journey with each other. So I don't know if you guys have anything to add on that. I mean, I think it's, um, I think if you read the post, right, I think especially that one, there's a lot online, right? And it was hard to be on the internet on Friday, <laughs> on Saturday, on Sunday. Um, but 
if you go back and you read it, right? Maybe you're the person that <laughs> unfollowed really quickly, and you know we don't usually post anything that is political, or and not that that issue should be political, um, but we don't, right? That's not our usual content. But it felt like the moment to share, right? But to share something not not usual, right? We're saying that we're standing in support of the people, right? That it's affecting, right? And it it was open. And I think that's the part where in this discernment of like, I'm going to unfollow because I think that can be a really tricky and like slippery, really, really slippery slope is that you really need to be careful of how you're doing that because that's something that I think then translates into who you are as a person, how quickly you can shut down or turn away from people, Um, right? Like I'm very picky on my personal Instagram. It takes me a long time to either mute or unfollow people. And it happens because it's it's doing something to me, right? If there's someone that keeps popping up or something that keeps popping up that's taking me to a place I don't want to be, right? Okay, I'm judging them. I'm I'm not being kind, not being gentle, right? All of these, there's thoughts that are coming in. Then I need to get rid of that so that I'm not being led into another place. It's not that I don't love the person, but it's it's better for me. It's making me a better person to not have those feelings so that in person I can love them because whatever. So that's just the advice that it happened here. It was so stark, right? The followers that dropped off and that's fine, whatever, right? Like it's not, it's not about numbers. It's about the beauty that's being put out there. And there's a lot of beauty that's being put out on that account. And it's for you, right? It's for, it's not for me. It's not my personal Instagram. It's not Father Steve's. It's not Amy's, anybody's face you see on there, their words. It's not about them. It's about you the encounter that we're trying to offer on a social media platform, which is hard anyways. But that really like read things before you quickly unfollow and make an abrupt decision, right? What is it about it that bothered you enough that you were like, I don't want to look at this. Why did it do that to you? Did you really disagree? Did it make you uncomfortable? What is it? A lot of what I saw made me uncomfortable because there's a lot of truth behind what's being shared on the other side. But there's a lot of misinformation, like anything, literally like anything. And so I think it's just important that we, this discernment that we keep talking about, it needs to touch every part of our lives. We need to be people of discernment with our action as well. So being careful that you don't become a person that's just, I'm going to unfollow whatever doesn't look like me, sound like me, agree with my beliefs. Again, that's not real life. You can't do that. Would you do that to my face, right? If we were having a conversation and you really disagreed with what I was saying, or I said something that just made you uncomfortable because it's whatever, we're in a, an argument and that's okay, would you just be like, goodbye and walk away? No, right? Like that's that's not real because there's love there. And so what Father Steve was saying with his friend, like, but then think about the people that are behind the account that you might know. Like, would you do that to me or would you prefer to engage in a conversation? And if you do, you can reach out. It's not going to happen over a DM, which is great. Love that. We can get out of the DMs really fast. But if you want to have a conversation, there are so many people that I think are willing to, but don't know how to open that space. And that was a conversation that I had with um, another Salesian family member. They reached out and they're like, what do we do? And I was like, probably just try to figure out how to have this open space where people can disagree without being ugly to each other. Right. And that's what we can hope for and try. So yeah. The invitation is there. You have our email and our Instagram and yeah, you can do what you need to do. Any thoughts, Amy? 
Yeah, just what you guys were saying, it all has to be done with love. And a lot of times when we feel self-righteous about these types of things, we mm -hmm. forget that we need to do it with love. And I liked one of the things that Sister Katie was saying when she was talking about her students was even when she gets impatient, she's like, but they know, they still know that I love them. Mm -hmm. So with the people who we encounter in our lives, and it doesn't have to be people who are close to us, but do all these people recognize that when we have these types of conversations that it's coming from a place of love? And if we're just yelling at each other over political agendas, that's not coming from a place of love and it's not conveying love and that's never going to change anyone's heart. Um, so just making sure that whenever we're engaging in any type of conversation on social media in real life, mm -hmm. that is coming from this place of love that it's being conveyed as love. It's not just, well, obviously I'm doing it because I love the person because they may not know that. So just making it clear and engaging in conversation in a way that that's known. Yeah. Amen. And I think recognizing from these stories and from our own, like life is messy. Mm -hmm. Life is messy. It's confusing. It's difficult. We have our own history, our past, our sins, our weaknesses. Everything is there. A lot of joy, but a lot of difficulty. There's storm and there's easy times and everything. So like patience, I think that's something we learn always from St. Francis de Sales and from our Salesian charism is, okay, recognize God's patience with us, but then recognize our patience. We need to have patience with ourselves and patience with other people that we're all just here trying to figure it out. And if we could just yeah, have more conversations, listen to each other, recognize each, each one's dignity and, and to move little by little um, together. So we keep going, even though we're going to take a break for the summer. <laughs> Good wrap up of the wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap up of the wrap up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess just to thank you, I think it's a good time to say, you know, we do have people who listen. I think we, we're not sure exactly how many are you out there, but we've had some good comments and good, uh, good yeah. feedback. And we just thank everybody for your support. Thank everybody for what you do with the Salesian family, um, whether you're a young person or a teacher or a staff or administrator or a cooperator or a priest, brother, sister, any of, any of you out there that part of the Salesian family. And those who are just listening because you want to listen, um, just we just thank you mm -hmm. and uh, we love the support. We would definitely open for feedback if there's anybody out there Please. who wants to <laughs> send like uh, some feedback over these summer months before we start again in, in August or September. Um, but for me personally, you guys can also say your thank yous, but I just want to say thank you to, to both of you for all your support and encouragement. I say this all the time that I've always tried to do social media different things, but it's always been, okay, I do it for a couple of weeks and then I finish because <laughs> I'm not consistent. I'm not able to do it on my own, but with a team, with the both of you, like supporting and giving the inspiration and feedback and um, being here personally to actually say, let's go, let's do this. Let's set up a time. Um, we've been able to do this now for like nine months, I think since it's October. Crazy. No, it's just crazy. So crazy. you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so thank, funny. So thank you to both of you. Thank you, everybody listening. And Father Steve edits all our podcasts and <laughs> does all of that stuff. And I did it one time and it's really hard. Okay. It takes a long time. So also thank you. Yeah, um, he's severely underpaid. Yeah, like super, <laughs> like zero dollars are being made here. Um, but yeah, really, I agree. Like, thank you for, for real, like for, you know, podcasts are a, are a time investment. Um Everybody has what they want to listen to, what they like to listen to. So thanks for, yeah, just if you've listened once or to all of them or to five, I don't know. But for allowing us to, you know, be in your life like this, 
Um, yeah, share with us maybe what you like, what you don't like, a topic you want to hear. What do you want a season to be? We'll see. We haven't planned season number five. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's amazing. Like I under understand and recognize like this is like a deep privilege to be able to like have this space to like represent a little part of the Slesian family. And I'm just so glad I get to do it with these two people. It's amazing. Um, but then all of our previous guests, right, that they're just incredible people. And I'm amazed at the like vastness of the Slesian family and that the beauty of the Slesian family is like it doesn't look like one person. Uh, it's a big lesson that I learned this year is that every person we've met is showing us this like little like just glimpse into who God is, who St. John Bosco was. Um, so just think about that. When you meet these Salesian family members, yourself included, you are just part of this big personality. So thanks for being here with us. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Mommy, are you listening? <laughs> um, but just to echo what you guys have said, um, thank you to everyone who's been a guest on here because just to listen to them on my end through headphones, mm -hmm. you know, on podcast episodes has been incredible. And then just thank you to every member of the Slesian family who has loved us in different ways because um, mm -hmm. it's through their loving, their welcoming um, that we're able to still be here. And I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you know why we stay, why I stay mm -hmm. is feeling that love, um, you know, regardless of the age, young person, oldest person, doesn't matter. Yeah. And provincial council for not canceling this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. So let's just finish off with a prayer. Me. You introduced. All right. <laughs> Pray us up. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time together, for these last couple of months, uh, recording stories that really just reflect your love for us. Um, thank you for being with us, for sending us people um, that could really shine, shine on you. Um, we thank you for the listeners, for our Salesian family. Uh, we ask that you be with them through all that they need. Uh, we pray for peace in our world, for less division, more conversation. Um, we pray that the next couple of months will be all for your glory. Um, and that when we come back together as a Slesian family, uh, we're ready to keep on sharing your good news, to share the beauty of St. John Bosco and the Slesian family, and to do your work. And in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Mary of Christians, pray, pray for us. St. John Bosco, pray, pray for us. St. Mary Mazzarello, pray, pray for us. And St. Francis de Sales, pray, pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hags, have a great summer. Have a great summer. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you in September. <laughs>